Hey there, Greybeardians. Thanks a lot for coming back and listening. Today, I'm going to go ahead and do an episode that I'll probably repeat in the fact that there were really good questions coming in from a lot of you, and I wanted to share the questions as I know they apply to many of you, and I know the answers do as well. And fundamentally, that's why I created this podcast in the first place, was to share answers to questions that I get repeatedly so you can all benefit from your colleagues and peers. Next week, I'm going to go ahead and just record or publish the recording from Chris Senko and InfoSec Institute. He and I did a 53-minute interview that they've been running on YouTube for about a month, and I'm going to go ahead and post the audio of that here for my audience to listen to in case you haven't. And then later in the month, I'm going to go ahead and put up two more. One is about offensive tools, and the other is about offensive security uh, actions. So offensive tools and offensive actions. Do me a favor, make sure that you're sharing this podcast with your classmates, professors, student newspapers, and other student publications, as well as your professional colleagues and on your social media. Let's grow the Greybeardian base and continue growing together. Now let me go ahead and talk about Cloud Academy. They're a sponsor for Cybersecurity Greybeard. Cloud Academy has thousands of video courses, learning paths, practical hands-on labs in real-world environments, and tools designed to help teams assess, build, and validate critical cloud skills. If you're looking to get certified, Cloud Academy has dedicated learning paths for security professionals such as Amazon Web Services, Google Cloud Platform, and Microsoft Azure. Whether starting out and needing fundamentals or pursuing deeper content such as for architecture or security specialties, Cloud Academy has what you need. Check out their catalog at cloudacademy.com. For a limited time, my listeners can lock in 50% off the monthly price for life. Just put in the code BEARD when checking out. That's B-E-A-R-D. It's a great way to pursue certifications or just build cloud expertise. Again, go to cloudacademy.com and use the coupon code BEARD to lock in 50% off the monthly price. Now, on with the show. I'm glad I got to just talk a little bit about Cloud Academy because it's an answer to a number of questions, whether I get to it down the road about the certified ethical hacking or how do I get into it. Cloud Academy is really a good resource to take advantage of their classes online. So go ahead and take a look at that if it's in line with your career goals. So again, I want to thank everybody for listening. It's amazing. I'm already over 5,000 downloads. That's up uh, over 25% in the last month when I just hit 4,000. Make sure to visit cybergraybeard.com and you can go ahead and reach out and communicate with me like a number of these individuals that I'm about to talk about did in the past month. I'm going to repeat this episode as often as necessary. So if you have questions, reach out, send them, and I will respond. So the first one I want to talk about is from Ishan C., Ishan is a student at SRM University, and the question was quite simply, how to get into cybersecurity. Ishan is working on a bachelor's degree and wants to get a master's in information security. I hear that from a number of you, so it's important to understand that there is a wide swath of the audience that has or is working on a bachelor's and wants to move into a master's. So what Ishan said was, I've been following your podcasts lately and would like to get in touch with you by mail or message to get guidance on how to get into cybersecurity. I'm currently working on my bachelor's in computer science and hope to get my master's as well, as I said previously. So my initial response to Ishan was, send me an email. Give me some more information about yourself. Some of the questions were quite detailed. Others were a little bit uh, nebulous, and I had to read a bit more into it than maybe I should. So please be a little bit more clear. Give me your background, or if you're pinging me on LinkedIn, I can at least see your your profile. So that's great as well. So anyway, that was his question, and my answer basically was straight up. 
For now, what I recommend to Ishan is start looking at companies like IBM, Apple, Google, Amazon, the big guns, the big companies. I may not necessarily like a lot of them or agree with some of them. However, when we're getting started, beggars can't be choosers. And it's important to find an organization that is going to support early professionals. I know firsthand that a number of these companies have internships and early professional programs. And for an individual like Ishan that has a bachelor's, is working on a master's, get in with these companies. They usually do an annual grab where they'll start it in the summer. So the springtime, it's still a little ways away. But do research. Find out which of these companies have the internships and the early professional programs that you can get into. I think for the individuals working on the four-year and the six-year degrees, apprenticeships are not necessarily for you. Apprenticeships are, are, are for other individuals that may be going more the help desk route and the SOC analyst route. So look for the internships and early professional programs. Additionally, for Ishan and other folks that are coming out of four and six year programs, don't limit yourself to what you think might be necessary with the technical skills. Go ahead and look for additional, pro, um, additional professions, project management, account management, whether it's relationship management, technical account management, security account management, run a relationship between a vendor and a customer or customers. It's something that's really good because when you have the college degree, you understand teamwork, interpersonal communications, critical thinking, and other skills that are necessary for these professions. Also, don't shy away from being in sales. Sales and cybersecurity is really hot right now. You can make a great living. And if you're outgoing and you're a social person that's looking to, to grow uh, your contact list and make some money, take a look at sales. And you could pretty much go to any cybersecurity company. They're always looking for sellers. So check that out. If you do get into a sales role, make sure you understand your compensation. You're going to want to understand whether or not it's fully commission or 50% commission, 50% base. So make sure you understand exactly how you're going to be compensated. So thank you, Ishan, for that question. The next one is Zubir R., Zubir is a tech enthusiast and a recent software engineering graduate. And Zubir stated uh, that I mentioned actually in a couple of my podcasts and in my writings that I don't think you need to focus on one thing. You should try a bunch of different areas. And what Zubair said was that he has a software engineering background and that he's interested in web development and data science and mobile app development and cybersecurity and cloud security. And he's confused on what to do now. So it should be one career. He's interested in cloud security. And so he wanted advice. And thank you for reaching out, Zubair. I appreciate your question as well. I don't understand why anybody would stay focused, especially in IT on one area. I can understand doing a single job for three to five years, but I don't see a lot of value in doing the same thing for 40 years. Think about it. If you graduate college at 22, 24, you're going to work until your early to mid 60s. That's 40 years. How can we find what we love to do if we're always doing the same thing? If you're going to be a tech enthusiast, which I am, which Zubair is, which I believe many of you are, it's a perfect way to help many people in many ways. You could take certain skills, web development, for example, and apply it to cybersecurity. So do that for a little while. Start doing some web development, learn about coding, understand SQL injection, understand how web development impacts cross-site scripting attacks. Find a job that aligns today with what you enjoy and do that for a short time. In short, I mean you know, 18 to 36 months. You don't want to be hopping all the time because that's going to cause problems for you down the road. Be respectful of your employer and, and commit to 18 to 36 months. And then after that, go in another direction or stay in that path. Find what you love to do and find a way to make money at it. Zubair also asked me about cloud security. I believe cloud security is going to be the number one area, at least for the next five years, going through 2025. It's huge. 
There's a lot of growth in cloud. There's a lot of need for cloud engineers, whether you're talking about Google, Google Cloud, Azure, IBM Cloud. As I discussed in the Cloud Academy ad, they're all out there. They're all powerful, and they all need strong people that understand containers and microarchitecture, networks and application development, all kinds of things. You can't know all of those if you're just tunnel visioned into one aspect. So that's my answer for Zubair, and thank you very much. It's a great question. The next one comes from Nick S. Nick sent me an email through the contact page at cybergraybeard.com. I don't have a lot of information about Nick. He sent a straightaway question, and I really appreciated him getting directly to the point. I love all the kudos and the thank yous, so keep those coming as well. Really what he said is he's looking to get into the world of cybersecurity, and his goal is to become a certified ethical hacker. The only thing is he doesn't know where to start, and he wanted to know if I had some advice. Yeah, love the question, Nick. Honestly, if I were starting my career over, I would go down this path myself. I love the red teaming. I love the offensive tools and the offensive actions. I'm excited to do a little bit of research and record my next two issues on those. So for Nick, this is what I'm telling you. I haven't sent the... Actually, I just sent you the reply, my friend, Nick, so you'll be getting that here shortly, uh, maybe before uh, this recording posts, actually, on the 7th. So let me know if you have other questions, Nick. And in the meantime, here's what I said. Certified ethical hacker, great way to start. Where do you start? No networking, understand the OSI model, build a lab and learn Linux, Kali especially. Kali is an offensive Linux platform that was built for the red teaming. I recommend that you install it in a virtual environment and play with it and play with the tools that are there. Metasploit, definitely take advantage of that. Play with Mimi Cats and John the Ripper and other password cracking tools. Understand the OSI model, as I just said, but focus on layers two, three, and four. No DNS. Understand DNS attacks and mitigations. Being an ethical hacker requires deep technical skill. This is not for everybody. This is not the kind of thing that you're going to just get a bachelor's degree and then even maybe a master's in InfoSec and hop into this stuff. It's deep, it's technical, it's complicated, and it's a lot of fun. Learn about different attacks. Know what cross-site scripting is, SQL injections, what are they, how do they work, what do they exploit? Investigate vulnerability management. Take a look at both Nexpose and Nessus. Those are the top two tools. Start by learning a little bit about a lot so you have breadth and then dig deeper and get some. So start by beginning to learn a little about a lot. Breadth. Then get specific. Then dig deep and get your depth. That's in the professional world how we get the T. A lot of breadth. Focus on depth. Once you have the solid networking development skills, get a job in that area become a SOC analyst, become a threat hunter. Help Desk is a basic way for you to start uh, and then get ready to move up. Uh, you can even, if you really don't have a lot of background, and again, Nick, I, I don't know exactly where you're coming from. If you're coming right out of high school, like I've said, get your A+, do Help Desk, go to Best Buy and do the Geek Squad, move from there, and then go ahead and get a job in a SOC. So with all that, I want to go ahead and talk about Populum. Populum is a collective of premium, full-spectrum CBD supplements, skincare, and pet products designed to be a part of a daily wellness routine. There's all kinds of stories in the CBD market, and Populum promises that their ingredients are safe, tested, natural, and clean. With strong full-spectrum concentrations from their dedicated farmers to their superior customer service team, they all share one mission, to create premium, ethical, honest CBD. Populum offers a 30-day risk-free trial and free shipping on all orders. You can find Populum at Populum.com. That's P-O-P-U-L-U-M.com. Use code CSGB for Cybersecurity Graybeard and receive 10% off your first order. I've used Populum for two and a half years due to plantar fasciitis and high blood pressure, and after using it for just a couple of weeks, my foot pain vanished and my blood pressure dropped. 
While I've tried other CBD brands, none provided the benefit that Populum does. Populum is the only CBD for me, and I recommend it for you. William F. is a certified network administrator in Wisconsin, and he actually pinged me on LinkedIn, and we had probably a 30-minute back and forth. So I want you all to understand that you matter to me, and I care, and I want to help. It's not just one email and three-sentence response. Some of these responses I've put in a number of words, and William, Friday afternoon, no problem just texting him back and forth through the LinkedIn Messenger app. So I'm here to answer questions. I'm going to cut the 30 minutes down real quick. Fundamentally, William reached out and he said that he's in the same boat as a lot of the other listeners that I've been discussing. He's been a network administrator for a year. He's in Wisconsin and he finds the job market to be slim in the Midwest at the moment and he can't relocate to one of the hotter markets. And he wanted my advice on what to do next. Basically, what I recommend you do is get on Dice.com. I owe my career to Dice.com. They're not a sponsor. I haven't even reached out to them. I would just talk about Dice.com for free. I really appreciate what they've done for my career technically as well as managerial-wise. So get on Dice.com, put in your zip code, and do 100 miles around. And if you don't get enough stuff, then make it 500 miles. What I told him was the same thing I want to tell everybody. He said, William, you don't need to get a job in your neighborhood, especially with COVID. There are hundreds of jobs out there for SOC analysts and network engineers and network analysts that can do the work remotely. They are hiring people all over the country. I saw it personally when I was looking for a job a couple years ago. My wife just experienced it when she was looking for a job, and that is you apply, you see how things are going, and you let them know that you can't relocate, you're welcome to work remotely, and you're welcome to travel as necessary to get the work done. It is not necessary to be on site anymore for a lot of these positions. Don't not apply because you're afraid of having to relocate, you can't, or you're afraid of being rejected. Yes, you'll be rejected. Yes, companies will come back to you. Yes, they will tell you that you're not uh, able to take the job because you won't move. That's one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe 30 say that. And then you get to the one that says, you know what, William? We love it. We're here in Texas or Florida or California or wherever. You're in Wisconsin. We want your help. We're happy to have you travel. Please join us. And I hope that that's what happens for William. Definitely try. Don't just assume they won't hire you and, and not give it a shot. So that's my recommendation for William and for you is give it a try. I'll go ahead and do one or two more, and then we will call it because I don't want to take too much of your time. And thank you again for listening. The next one came to me from L. Brown, and this came directly to cybergraybeard at gmail.com. And I was, the question was basically this. I want to pivot into cybersecurity. I have a few years of help desk support experience as an intern. I'm currently studying for the SEC Plus exam and want to follow up with a CYSA exam. Most of the cybersecurity positions require candidates to have experience in cybersecurity. How would you recommend I approach the industry without any experience? I recommend trying. There is no harm. It's the same thing that I just said to William. He doesn't want to relocate. Try anyway. You miss 100% of the shots you never take. I believe that's by Wayne Gretzky. I also said that I think that uh, you have security experience already. For, for L, working in the help desk, there is security there. Whether you're talking to end users that their computer's not working properly, whether you're learning about the administration of Active Directory, whether you are handling endpoint protection with viruses, even for all I know, there has been an attack and they've dealt with ransomware. So L just has to understand, because you are in help desk, you are in security. You may not be a SOC analyst. You may not be a threat hunter. You may not be a project manager overseeing a $5 million SOC implementation. That doesn't matter. 
Give yourself credit for what you've done. Give yourself credit for what you're doing. Look at the job that you're doing today from the perspective of a potential employer. They don't see a help desk person as somebody that just sits there and answers the phone and then creates a ticket and sends it on. Help desk has to analyze. Help desk has to determine, yes, it is a printer problem. Ooh, no, that's an operating system problem. Actually, you know what? That's a word problem. You're not answering the printing capabilities correctly. So you have troubleshooting skills. You have analytic abilities. You have client-facing skill. All of that is necessary in the cybersecurity world. So don't just think that you're just a help desk person. Help desk is a critical place to get started. Shift your focus. Shift your focus to security. And oh, by the way, what I'm doing is help desk. Think about a handful of tickets that you've solved in the help desk and use those as examples to formulate your resume around the security aspect of help desk. It was something I also told William, I believe, and that was with your resume, customize it, tune it for the job. So for Al, if you want to get into being a SOC analyst, tune your resume for what you did in the help desk that is similar to a SOC analyst role. And again, like I said, critical thinking, troubleshooting, client relationship, endpoint protection, antivirus, anti-malware, all of those are things that you're dealing with as a help desk analyst. The last one I'm going to go ahead and conclude on is Hira H., a student at Southern New Hampshire University. And what Hira says is the following, I'm about to complete my MS in cybersecurity and struggling with my job hunt. Even having an advanced degree in the field does not guarantee a better job opportunity. Can you please guide me in some career advice? And so here's what my answer for Hira was. I wanted to know more information. It goes back to what I heard from one of the others. So my question is, what type of job are you looking for? Where have you looked? I, I need a little more information. And, and some of the stuff that I said earlier about project management, that holds true for Hira as well. Sales or getting into account management, technical account management, consulting, all of those are places for Hira to start looking. And my number one thing is don't wait until you graduate before you go ahead and start looking. Start looking now. A four-year cybersecurity degree is a great accomplishment and it sets them apart and you should go ahead and look, as I said, at Dice.com. Look at Indeed.com as well. Indeed and LinkedIn are a bit more on the professional side. Dice handles a lot more of the technical side, although they all do a little bit of overlap. But focus in those areas and look for strategic jobs. Not, as, not necessarily the tactical, which is more technical, but if you're coming out with these cyber degrees, look at strategic, look at consulting, look at internships. And check out some of the other podcasts that I've done. I have one in particular on job hunting that comes to mind. I think Hira could take a listen to that. It may help as well. So fundamentally to get into it with the college degrees, don't limit yourself to help desk or to SOC analysis. That's not really for you. You need to get down and to find out more about what aspect of cybersecurity do you want to deal with. Project management, account management, sales, consulting, etc. Those are the places that you can go ahead and start. So again, I wanted to mention that you can reach out to me at cybergradebeard at gmail.com and I will respond to every email as I have and some will show up on future episodes. The next episode is going to be a replay of the cyber work with Chris Cinco that I mentioned earlier today. And then after that, I'm going to have offensive tools and offensive actions later in the fall. Please add me, mention me in your social media, Cybersecurity Graybeard. There are Slack channels at the universities. I know you can communicate with your classes that way. You can go ahead and mention to your friends and colleagues that you can find Cybersecurity Graybeard on your podcast app of choice or simply go to cybergraybeard.buzzsprout.com and you can go ahead and find me there as well. Thank you for listening. I hope this longer than usual episode was worth your while and that you were able to learn from some of the questions your peers have as well. Be well, stay safe, and I look forward to speaking to you again.